Hello and welcome to the Empire of the Cop podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Farrell Keeling. We've got with us here today Peter Kenny-Jones and special guest Keith Plunkett of the LFC Day Trippers podcast. Keith, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, lads. Delighted to be on here. No, it's our absolute, absolute pleasure. And we're going to just kick things right off the bat uh, with the 2-1 win over Aston Villa. Uh, Keith, I'm going to start with you. I mean, it was one we was labelled as a must win. The perception, it seems to be a bit divided at the moment in terms of whether the league's done and dusted, just focus on the rest of the Cups and that's it. Or actually, no, look, we need to win the rest of our games here. That City could still slip up. Uh, there's some hopes, it has to be said. But, you know, where do you where do you stand on it? I'm a bit like Jorgen. I get emotional in the moment and then think about it and change my position uh, very regularly. Now, look, uh, on the day trippers, we, we've sort of been banging the quad drum for a while. And we've been, say, we've been saying it, we've been confident. I think last night was the first real knock we've had because we're running out of games for Man City to drop points in. And I think last night was one of them that we really needed it. So, you know, I think the league can still be won, but I do think we're going to have to start putting one eye now on on the cup finals. And still being able to put out squads that can win the games we have left in the league, but not going full strength because we do have other things to go for now at this stage. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Pete, you are ever the optimist uh, of the group. Um, you know, when, when you saw that sort of win come over and I mean, ultimately, we, we looked at Wolves and you, this is the thing you, you get. I find you get into this position where you look at sort of prior results uh, where they've nicked some good, you know, good results off, off the big off the big six. And obviously Wolves have that uh, victory over uh, previously over Manchester City. I mean, were, were you obviously the opinion, actually, OK, now three points in the bag, we're level on points. Um, let's uh, let's see what Bruno Lager's men can do. Well, I think when it was the Villa game, one of the City played twice before we played again. Obviously, one of them was was last night when they, they beat Wolves, and I think everyone was was gutted. And then it was game on, and then it was very quickly game over again with City. But you know, I think there's no no harm in believing. And you know, we, we've got those two games, Wolves and West Ham. There's a, we only need them to lose one. Yes, they didn't lose the first one. We'll know by the time we play Southampton away if they've beaten West Ham or not, and we'll we'll just go from there. Basically, you know, we, we might have an FA Cup under our belt by then. We might be going into you know two games remaining in the Champions League final. But even momentum wise, we're going to have to play a decent side. I think Klopp will probably rest a few Southampton away, no matter what the result is, knowing that we've got a weak gap between the last game of the season and the uh, the Champions League final. So I think it's just. You know, there's no harm in believing, and it's not in our hands, and we know that. So let's just just see what happens. And say that we, our bigger priority now is the FA Cup final, and the, and then it's we think about the league again, and we'll just assess the situation from them. But you know, he's not going to be playing the kids because we've still got points to win and massive games to play. You know, obviously, Fabinho getting injured, showing there's a few a bit of tiredness in the squad, maybe. But it's all just about keeping the momentum going, really, at the moment, and. Well, the league's a bonus. We can win everything else. I think that's probably how we deal with it now. And, you know, we can still win four trophies. In our, sorry, we can end the season with four trophies and we've only got four games left this season. So I think I'll take that any day. I mean, we'll get to the, the disappointments of Fabinho's en- uh, energy, uh, injury rather uh, shortly. Uh, but first, I think it's worth focusing on the men that did get on the score sheet um, last night. I mean, Keith, it was a bit of a, a bonkers sort of start to the game. But, you know, Mane's winner... 
I think in a time when we're focusing on contracts, and obviously Salah's dominating uh, the headlines there, it, it seems that, you know, often, I mean, we're not just talking about contracts, but also in terms of performance, sheer performance for the club. Mane does often get sort of overlooked. He, he certainly does. And look, on, on our podcast, um, we flip-flop all the time. And at the start of the season, uh, I put my hand up. I was one that was saying maybe we should look to move Mane on with the contract situation that... I just felt his form had dipped and I didn't think he'd get it back. But the change of position has rejuvenated him. And we're seeing a player, not for the first time actually, you know, he starts off as a right winger for us, goes to the left, excels in that position. Now he goes centrally and is excelling there. And he's just under the radar. He's he's been brilliant. You know, he's carrying the goal threat at the moment when, when Mo Salah maybe hasn't been. And... You know, I think I think Sadio Mane gets overlooked in the will get overlooked maybe later on in the history of Liverpool. I think he's been one of the best signings we've made in the Premier League era, certainly, if if not up near the very top, because his contribution to Liverpool, he's been unselfish. He's he's been a winner. He's been one that'll fight when we needed someone to fight. And I was delighted. The goal was a lovely goal that he got the other night, but it's, it's just typical Mane at the moment. He's, he's alive and he's alert to everything. Anything that comes into the box, he can do it. And he seems to have, you know, when you've got a player like Diaz out on the wing and he's left, he's playing on the left wing, he's right foot, he's cutting back in. It was a clever run by Mane to get onto that header. It was a great cross in, but he's making that run. It's a difficult goal to score. But he does it because that's what Mane is. He's a killer at the moment. And, you know, I think the contract stuff that he is being overlooked for, for Mo Salah. And I don't know. You know, I trust whatever the club will do. But I just hope that um, we don't put our eggs too much into one basket and neglect, which I don't think they will. I mean, we're a well-run club. Um, it's not, you know, championship manager or FIFA around. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, these boys know what they're doing. But I just hope that um, Sadio isn't maybe feeling that he's he's uh, the the runner up prize, you know, that if they can't get man uh, can't get Salah over the line it'll be money. I think he's been excellent. I think he's really stepped up and has been the one along with Diaz that's been carrying us in the last few months, you know, and look fair play from it's it's brilliant. It, we also say, you know, Mohamed Salah and Sadio Mane, the two best African players as well. And not only are they going head to head for the golden boot in England sort of nearly every year and going for it in, in the same strike force at Liverpool, but they're doing it in Africa as well. And we've seen Mane coming out on top on the double this year, really, with the AFCON win, and then eliminating Egypt from the World Cup. So he's just absolutely flying and on the crest of a wave. And, and I just think I certainly will put my hand up and say that I've been guilty of maybe overlooking his contribution. Um, you know, writing him off after a few bad games when the reality is he's just been an excellent, excellent player for us and he's shown it again now. I mean, to be fair to you, Keith, I think most of us, I would, I would say, if I can boldly say that, have overlooked his contributions. And it's easy to do it when you look at the sort of numbers that Salah was posting at the start of the season. I mean, even overall, the balance of the season, I mean, he's up to 40-odd goal contributions in, in as many games. The numbers are, are off the charts. Um, but again, you, you know, it does mean that we... It is does sort of overshadow then the contributions of the likes of Sadio Mane. I mean, even Bobby Firmino perhaps you know hasn't put him in near as, as many numbers, but has contributed in key moments in the season. You know, Inter Milan sort of sticks out in the yeah. in the recent in recent memory. Um, but um, before we move on, of course, the FA Cup and specifically Fabinho's injury and what that means for Liverpool. Uh, 
we'd like to invite you, Keith, on a magical journey uh, we call the Peak Quiz. Yeah, it's crazy, Danny. Perfect. <laughs> All right, so hello, everyone. Welcome to the Peak Quiz, sponsored by Empire of the Cop. Um, so, Keith, you haven't played before, and Farrell, you haven't played this game before. I thought I've done it. I've stayed on topic, I've stayed off topic. I'm going to change it a bit. It's not called the Pete Anything Quiz, it's just the Pete Quiz, so I can be flexible. So, it is FA Cup final weekend, as you as you may know, and we have had 11 different players score in an FA Cup final for Liverpool. So, all I'm going to ask you to do is go head-to-head and just name a player who has scored in an FA Cup final. I'll give you uh, two lives, two or what do you reckon, final one or two? I re- uh, give it, give us two. I, I reckon two it's going to get ugly. Okay, <laughs> okay so as you'd have guessed, Keith, you can call heads or tails. I have a coin. Heads. It's tails. Farrell, would you like to go first or second? Um, I, I will. Keith, I'll tell you what, you can go first. Okay. So, so there's 11 different goal scorers. Yeah, just go for it. You got in two FA Cup teams. finals. FA Cup final goal scorers will have put okay. in our history. In our history. Okay. Uh, we'll start off with. Michael Owen. Do we keep going? Michael Owen is correct. One point. There we go. Point yeah, no, we'll go head to head. Keep going back to yeah. each other. Oh, so over to okay. Farrell. I'll, I'll go for the, the obvious one. Uh, Stephen Gerrard. Stephen Gerrard is correct. But mortified if that wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> over to Keith's goal in 2006 final. Um, Sorry, okay. I'll take. Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is correct. It's called in the 1992 final. Great goal. Yeah, a bit before my time, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Farrell? Um, I'll go with Ian Rush. Ian Rush. He scored in the most. He's scored in three separate finals. 86, 89 and 92. Correct. So you've, got, you've done four mm. of the 11. Um. Let me see. Kevin Keegan. Kevin Keegan is correct. 1974, he was the goal scorer. 3-2 over to Farrell. Went talking a little um, bit harder. Going to go with Andy Carroll. Andy Carroll scored 10 years ago in our last final against Chelsea when we lost, which hopefully will not happen again. 3-3. <laughs> Keith. Gibral Cissé. Triple C say correct. Two thousand six. You're doing well here. Four three. We've got one, oh. two, three, four goal scorers left. Four goal scorers left. Um. Uh, blah, 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 blah. So Kenny, Kenny Douglas. Incorrect. Incorrect. Oh, oh there lost. goes a life. Four three. <laughs> Over to Keith. Um. Let's see. It's tricky now. I'm trying to think down to four. Um, I how I can help. Craig Johnson. Craig Johnson is correct. Well done. 1986. That's five today. Farrell, you need a mistake and you need an answer. <laughs> One life lost. Oh god. Three oh. to go. Oh, this is this is it's getting tricky. This is it three left. They're all yeah. They're all be. Before I won't say when it was so 1992, Michael Thomas. That though, that final's been done, it's all now backwards from 92. So I won't tell you what years they are, but they're all before 92 now. 
Um, I'm gonna. Oh, Ian Saint John. Saint John is correct. Over to Keith. Um, let's see. Oh, but I'm really sorry. There's one, two, three. There's five left. I haven't scrolled up. <laughs> there's five. <laughs> sorry, four left with that one. Sorry, oh, so there's now four, four left. left. I apologise. I apologise. Um, um, let's see. You've got yeah, yeah. Uh, backwards. Apologies, you've got four left. I apologize, everyone. I don't deserve any titles. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's getting tricky now. It's getting tricky. Got two lives, two lives. Right. Um, Ian Callahan. Incorrect. Yeah. One life lost. The final plug and ask for ours now. you see, I've got I've got two in my mind, but I think it will be the least likely of the two. Um, but Steve Highway. Steve Highway is correct. Scoring the seventy-one oh. and seventy-four final. Fantastic, mm. and he goes in the lead six-five. Oh, and I'm struggling now. Over I'm to struggling. you, please. And I'm having a <laughs> I'm having a blank on the eighty nine final here. Um, oh, who scored the goals? Oh, no. So yeah, we've got one, two, three, four to go. Four to go. Uh, Appreciate that, Darren. <laughs> I'll mess with all the people are against you. You're booed. <laughs> we'll have to push you. Um, let's see. Four to go. Ronnie Whelan. Incorrect. You are out. But I should have one more go. Obviously, Farrell, you're ahead. But you got what? You have one last one, Farrell, if you want to say it. Um, poor, uh, da, 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 say John Barnes. Incorrect. You want to okay. So, oh, well, so we had, had, you had, in 89, you could have had John Aldridge. Ah, that was 77. Oh, <laughs> 77, we had Jimmy Cason and you had Roger Hunt as well. So uh, The 77 one was where I was focused. I couldn't think yeah. of who scored in that the, bleeding game. The, loss, the Man United, the, Jimmy Green off, wasn't yeah. it? So, uh, yeah, Roger Hunt obviously scored the same one as Ian St. John. But, yeah, Farrell, you won. Well done. That's two in a row. Well done, Farrell. Congratulations. Oh, bloody, yeah, no, thank you. You should have caught me on the <laughs> first one, Keith. I got zero <laughs> points. <laughs> but that so, has been... Yeah, well done. It all been, all been very uphill. Long may it last. <laughs> but for now, this has been the Peter Kenny Jones quiz. Frey, there is... Sad news, however, of course, uh, for the FA Cup final, and that is that Fabinho will not be available. Uh, further scans on his injury from the 2-1 Aston Villa win show it is a hamstring strain, and he will be fighting, uh, hopefully, to be available for the Champions League final. Uh, I mean, Pete, the, the, it's a pretty big miss because we're not just talking about, you know, losing one of the likes of, say, Salah, Mane, or... Um, Matip or Konate, 
we're talking about a player who, you know, allow very much enables the game of the players around him, you know, enables us to be sort of as defensively solid as we are whilst, you know, having more sort of expressionist players like, say, Tiago Cantara. I mean, what are you feeling about firstly the FA Cup final? You know, does that sort of massively harm our chances for you? I think it's bad in the sense that we don't want to have a like a direct replacement. Obviously, Fabinho is probably the best in the world, I'd say, in, in his position. Obviously, there's a few around him. I think what he does, he does so well, he'd almost don't notice. You know, I think his role is almost probably similar to Alisson. And, you know, like they just, because they do their job so perfectly, you almost forget that they're playing that well. And I think Fabinho not being there will be obviously a big blow for us. But it could help in a sense because I think. Well, it won't help, but it could be a benefit in the sense that Klopp had a bit of a, sal- a selection dilemma with Keita, Thiago, Henderson, Fabinho. I think they all could throw the hat in the ring so they deserve to play Champions League in the FA Cup final. And now, now he doesn't have to make the decision of who not to play. I think with Henderson, it does feel like he's been maybe phased out or slightly not playing some of the bigger games right towards the end of the season. And I think, you know, for your captain... He almost has to start. If I know, you know, you, you that is too much of a blow. I think for for Klopp not to play him, and I, I did think he would have started the FA Cup and Champions League final no matter what. But I think you now maybe if Fabinho was not there, you know, he's going to be the one who fills in for him. And you've got, you know, it's not like we've got a terrible midfield if you've got Henderson, Thiago, and Keita, and we've still got the likes of Milner, Curtis Jones, Oxley Chamberlain, all that on the bench. It's it's definitely not dire straight but I think you know he's one of them as you say in the team who we don't have the exact replacement for but you know we'll see what happens Henderson's more than capable there he's going to have a lot of pressure on him and he seems to thrive into those positions when people think he's done and he's over and you know and we can't take him off now so he's probably going to be safe in the knowledge he's going to play 120 minutes if we need him in both the Champions League and FA Cup final and he'll thrive under that I think that's the type of player he is and Hopefully, he'll be able to lift both of those trophies and, and know that he's fully earned his place in that side. And yeah, it'll be a massive part for him, I think, more than anyone, rather than look at the negatives or try and look at the positives and say, yeah, hopefully, Hendo can come and shine from this position. And that's hopefully what will happen. I mean, there's a big, big shoes to fill in the first 11, Keith. But I mean, I'm of the mindset personally, it's a role that suits Henderson and suits where his game is heading as, as he's getting into, you know, in his 30s. Um, but you know, again, big shoes to fill, and it, and it, and it's it's a big game to have to jump in for the Brazilian. It really is. I mean, you know, the the one position as as P touched on where we maybe don't have a lot of specialised players is that hold the midfield role, and I think Henderson his game is drifting towards that. I actually think he's okay there. I just think he has to remain disciplined. You know, he's been his game has been built on fitness and his athleticism, where he's able to get around the pitch, he's able to press, he's able to run. And that's been on the wane over the last few years. Understandably, he's getting old, he's picking up injuries. But I think that central midfield position, he can do well. And especially if in if you're looking at a, a midfield three with Henderson at the base and Thiago and Keita either side of him, I think that can be okay. Uh, and I I suppose it all depends on what Chelsea um, line up how they line up whether Kovacic is available or not I think people don't believe he's as injured as, as he looked last night but I just think if if Henderson is on it from the start I don't see an issue with, with playing him there I would do everything in my power now to get Fabinho back for that Champions League final I'd have every 
asthma inhaler that we have at the club. I'd have every uh, blood spin and every every horse blood transplants or whatever it is they do in Germany. I'd be doing everything to get him back on the pitch. But I think for this one, I don't think there's any harm in having Henderson. And look, Liverpool at the moment have got a squad where whoever comes in, you're happy enough that they're, they're going to do a job. It's, it's the one area that maybe are a little bit worried uh, we don't have that natural cover. But there could be a situation where Milner players, and we spoke about this um, last night, do you know what I mean, that um, it, on their podcast, that Milner could come in and start the game and one of, you know, Henderson, Milner and maybe Thiago. Play. So we don't know. There are options there. We saw Curtis Jones playing. You know, I thought he was good. I think, you know, he, he's a good player. He, he's a good ball carrier. He, he protects the ball. He's not the finished article, but he's an option, you know. So it will be interesting to see, but I would do everything in my power to get um, to get Fabinho back for the Champions League. For this one, Henderson should be fine. No, absolutely. I, I mean, I think Klopp could just experiment. I mean, Curtis Jones is, is another one that we could consider potentially sort of up competing uh, for a place. Uh, but like you said, we certainly got options that sort of can come in. But at the moment, I mean, Jordan Henderson has to be the bolt-on sort of favourite to take up the number six role uh, whilst Fabinho recovers on the sidelines. Uh, but whilst we're on the FA Cup final, um, Chelsea also have their own injury problems, uh, Pete. I mean, you know, missing Kovacic and Kante, which are pretty key players to, to be out. You know, with that in mind, do you think that completely sort of alters the nature of the game for both sides? Well, you know, if if they have got those injuries, just keep someone hundred percent sure. You never know. I think you can trust that. <laughs> we think that Fabinho won't be there, but you'll have to just wait and see what other managers say and whether they've got plans up the sleeve or whatever. But you know, it, it helps if they both got injuries in the same position. You know, obviously it, it balances it out. And you know, we we played Chelsea a few times this season. We we struggled to to beat them. You know, it's never been an easy game. I think. But with our midfield and and the rest of the team is performing well, I don't think it should affect us too much. And hopefully we can get a, you know, where their injuries are. You know, we, those five subs will help us. You know, we we saw Harvey Elliott come on in the League Cup final and go and be surprised Curtis Jones. And you know, I've, I've done a piece on him this week. I still don't think Oxley Chamberlain's career is fully done, and I think he could maybe offer something if we needed the extra time. And you know, if you have played Milner or whatever for quite a few minutes, then you might want someone else in there. But yeah, we've. Our most stock positions in midfield, and if they've got problems in there, they're going to have issues too. And hopefully, just the number of subs will make it easier for us, and we can hopefully just get at them with fresh legs if, if needed. No, absolutely. I, I mean, Keith, do, do you reckon it would be more of a sort of cagey kind of affair? Because I mean, the Carabao Cup final uh, was quite sort of gung ho. You know, there were so many opportunities for both sides to kill off the game, and obviously, it didn't. It didn't come about. You know, they went to extra time went to penalties. Um, it was quite sort of a, a demanding sort of contest. Do you see that being a repeat again at Wembley or something a bit different this time? Yeah, I think Liverpool-Chelsea games are always um, very traditional, aren't they? They're always, they're always battles and and they, they, as we said, it comes to a penalty shootout, but it was quite an open game. And, you know, we saw Luis Diaz very, very effective in that Carling Cup final and he had only arrived at the club and he's he's improved since then so he should be an option and again I think the midfield battle can dictate that look, we spoke on air on the day trippers last night and Gav, the host was saying, 
until he says N'Golo Kante is out, he's convinced that they have him in a freezer somewhere just waiting to thaw him out for the Liverpool <laughs> game where they'll have a worldy. And that worry is always there because Kante does have these games against us. But I think if you're looking at a midfield with Jorginho and um, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, for example, with Mason Mount, you know, if Liverpool can get on top of that midfield and build a base where they can spring their attacks, I think we can really go at them. Chelsea have been out of form and out of sorts. They had a good win last night against Leeds, but Leeds are absolutely atrocious at the moment. And I don't think we can look too much into it. You know, Chelsea have gone, gone ahead in games and been plugged, uh, plugged back. They're not the solid team they were, but when it comes to a big game against Liverpool and the likes, I think Chelsea will be better than they were. And their team has been very inconsistent there. So their lineups have been very erratic. But I think he will go as strong as he can. So I think you will see if I don't know if they're all available. Thiago Silva, for example, coming in and you know, Aspilaqueta and all these senior, senior players that won't um that won't make it easy for Liverpool. But I'm just confident that the without even Salah and Salah hasn't been his his all his, his game hasn't been bad. Salah he just hasn't been getting the goals. But with Diaz and Mane being able to carry that um, carry the flag at the moment, I just think we'll have too much in attack, and I think we can really really get at them. No, absolutely. I think it's it's one that could go either way. But one, I'd, I mean, I'm going to hold wood when I say this, but you know, I think. It's another final we're primed to do well. Obviously, the absence of Fabinho is a pretty, pretty glaring one. But then you look at sort of the rest of the quality across the pitch. You know, if we keep the likes of Keita and Thiago in particular fit, you know, that there's there's so much there that midfield offers for the rest of the side. But while I've got you, Keith. How are you feeling for this one in terms of the scoreline? Are you much of a scoreline predictor? We, we, we get guests on and some are all for it, but then some are a bit, you know, yeah. hesitant to kind of... Oh, no, I have no problem predicting, but my predictions That's why I love to hear. Because I'm always <laughs> predicting like 4-0 to the Reds or 5-0 to the Reds. If I ever predict like 3-1 to the Reds, that means I think it might be a draw, but, you know, it's... Um, now, I, I, I think Liverpool win this. I think Liverpool win this. I think... I think we look tired and I will say that we, we've looked a bit tired in the last few games and I think the mental, you know, waiting for a slip up from Manchester City, I think probably is playing on them a bit. This is a different competition. This is a cup final. Thiago, for example, will be chomping at the bit for this after pulling up injured in the warm up at the League Cup final. So I just think Liverpool will have too much for them. I think it will be 3-1 to Liverpool. Ooh, but that's a genuine 3-1 three one. One I mean a draw yeah a genuine 3-1 in normal time genuine 3-1 in normal time I'll tell you what it's, it's nice to have another another positive spirit about because I mean our, our, red, our, our fellow my fellow I mean my colleague here Peter Kenny Jones he, he's, he's a big fan of the, the big score lines too aren't you Pete yeah well that's 6-0 against top didn't come in too well though but him yeah I, I agree with you just got to just believe we're at that point of the season now you know it's it's not all or nothing but you know we've got a few games here and there could be some great days of the pool fans coming up so why not just believe we're going to win them all 5-0 and let's just see what happens otherwise let's go into the game and think we're going to do it enjoy the day it's FA Cup final day you know we haven't this hasn't happened to us in 10 years we, we lost the last one we haven't won in I think it's 15 16 years when we won in 2006 we maps are really good but um, you know it's just let's just enjoy it and think we're going to go in and, and blow Chelsea away and if it doesn't happen it doesn't happen we, we still might win the league and if that doesn't happen we might win the Champions League you know it's let's just think Salah's going to come back to form 
And then I'm hoping that they rest Jotten and, and Firmino and Origi comes on and gets the sixth. That's the uh, that's the dream. That's so I'll say dream, 6-0 again. Why not? 6-0, 6-0 yeah. Liverpool. Get the I feel too in. conservative with me 3-1. I'm changing the 5-0. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Farrell beat us. Oh, oh, no, I can't. I can't. I mean, one of these days we are going to sort of go, oh, no, no, it's going to be like a 3 1 or a 2 1. And one of these days Liverpool are going to surprise us and they're going to absolutely blow the socks off the opposition. It's going to be a 7, it's going to be an 8 0. You know, Salah's going to get a hat trick. Marigi's going to come on for a late one as well. Everyone's going to have a pop. Um, I, sadly, I don't think it will be Chelsea and I don't think it'll be the FA Cup final, but I do think Liverpool will win but it'll be at a tighter margin i'm going to go with a 2-1 win in normal time hopefully we're going to avoid the stress of another penalty shootout uh, but for now this has been the empire of the cop podcast keith before we let you go um, any, any pluggables you'd like to share with, with our audience quickly no no just look if if anyone uh, looks for football liverpool content content have a look at us on the lfc day trippers we put out shows maybe five nights a week and and gav the host does two o'clock shows daily close shows at two o'clock for a half an hour just brief synopsis of things that's going on around the club but yeah we're just a group of lads don't claim to be anything that we're not we're just lads who talk who waffle about liverpool and waffle about football we're not experts we're not claiming to be and, and we just have a bit of fun so yeah if you don't watch go over give us a look and subscribe if you like it Lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. Well, that has been Keith Plunkett of the LFC Day Trippers podcast. Do give it a look. I've been your host, Farrell Keeling. We've also had with us today our regular Peter Kenny Jones, and we have been the Empire of the Cop podcast. Take care. The podcast hasn't finished quite yet. We had a quick chat with Chelsea fan and Horsham winger Tom Richards about what to expect in the FA Cup final. Welcome back onto the Empire of the Cop podcast. Uh, Peter Kenny Jones is still here. I'm still here. And we've got a special guest for you. We have Chelsea fan and Horsham winger, Tom Richards. Tom, welcome to the pod. How are you doing? Hi, I'm very good. Thanks. Happy to be here. We're happy to have you on here. Uh, And especially happy, of course, because we're facing Chelsea in the FA Cup final. It's it's another visit to Wembley. Same opponents uh, this time. How are you feeling about this one going in? A sense of second time lucky here? or? In all honesty, I can't say I'm too confident. <laughs> just the since that Champions League game we lost to Real Madrid, it's just as you've said in the league, we've just it, it's like the players have just completely lost all motivation. Um, which you know, some fans are saying, "Oh, we'll turn up for the final," but it's it's not that easy. I think Gary Neville said the scores of the day. Like if we if we keep playing as we are, and I know we won last night against Leeds, but you know it was ten men for most of the game. Uh, you can't just you can't just flick on and off when you want to play, you know. Especially against a team like Liverpool, you know, unbelievable. Um, so, in all honesty, I, I'm struggling to see us win the game. But um, after all, it is a final, and we do play well against you. So I think Tuchel has got the better of Klopp in a few games. I know they've been draws, but you know we should have won arguably. Well, we should have won that final. I think we could have won at Anfield. We had ten men half second half, but yeah, it'll be a tight game either way. It's a final, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Well, I think obviously we was just saying as well from the from the League Cup final, it was obviously it was tight and there was all of offside goals that were given. And I'm sure you'll have different views to to us on most of them. But um, obviously, I think from from our point of view, though, I think Allison's only played in one of the games we've played against yet, and it was in the um, Stamford Bridge and in the final. Obviously, Keller was in. So yeah, I know you've basically said you haven't got 
much confidence, but maybe talking about keepers, if it goes to a penalty shootout, what's uh, what's Tuchel going to do this time? Do you reckon is he going to stick um, the keepers or is he going to twist again? Oh, you would think he was sick with Mendy, surely, after last time. <laughs> Could you imagine if that happened again? He bought on Kepa and he didn't save his runner and missed again. <laughs> now, you can't, you can't blame him. Yeah, I'd be happy with that, yeah. Yeah, you can't blame him for doing that in that final. Obviously, it looks awful because, you know, every single player scored and then he went and missed and he didn't save any. But he has won us quite a few shootouts this season and lost, so you can't really blame him. But if he was to do it again, that would be very, very brave of him. I can't see him doing it again. Um, but, yeah. Well, one concern that I imagine would have to be playing on your mind would be, I mean, Tuchel came out after, after um, to talk about the game and he was talking specifically about the fitness of Matteo Kovacic and N'Golo Kante um, sort of saying it's unlikely that they're going to feature uh, in the final, not impossible but unlikely in that case how do you see that affecting how Chelsea set up for the tie? Yeah that is that is a big concern, I was literally having a chat with my mate last night, a Liverpool fan, he was watching the game live and he was like oh he met him buzzing Kovacic has just gone off <laughs> and I because, um, you know, our midfield, yeah, if we play with Jorginho and Loftus-Cheek, you could definitely see Liverpool midfield running over that. Um, I don't know what Fabinho, if he's injured or not. I know he came with his hamstring, didn't he, on Tuesday. Um, but, yeah, Loftus-Cheek. Loftus-Cheek is so hit and miss. One game, he'll be the best player on the pitch. The next, he'll be bang average. But he, he does that in a game as well. He'll have five, ten minutes. He'll look unreal. And he'll just give the ball away two or three times. It's really, really inconsistent. So, yeah, I wouldn't have a lot of confidence if um, Kovacic wasn't out there. If it was Kovacic with Jorginho, I'd be a lot more confident. I think them two on their day are a match for any team. You know, they can dominate games. I know Jorginho gets his critics and I can see why. But um, he gets us playing. He really does. And if, if, if him and Kovacic are both playing and they're both on form, it should be a much better game. Yeah, and I just, maybe one last question before we ask for the hair score predictions. And obviously, yeah. managers like to rotate a bit in the FA Cup, and we've had you know, Minamino was a bit of our League Cup and probably earlier FA Cup hero for us, but he never got a chance in the final. Do you reckon there's anyone there two holes stuck by in the earlier rounds that he might throw out for the final, or is it just going to be full strength and this is this is the end of your season, basically? Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I think after that Champions League exit, I think it's just full, full strength. Um, I know Malang Sarr has played a lot of FA Cup games, but I can't see him playing at all. He's been awful recently. Um, but yeah, it'll be, interesting. it'll be interesting. I know, I'm pretty sure he will go with a full champ team. It was quite interesting this week, actually, because you'd think he would have played full champ Saturday and then rested with you on Wednesday, but he actually done the opposite. So Saturday when we played Wolves, he rested Havertz, he rested Mount, I think um, another defender as well, I who, and then they all played last night, so it's sort of as if he wanted them to play last night to get a bit of momentum going into the final, because obviously we've been on such a bad run. Um, but yeah, I think he'll go full out. Um, I would I would be very surprised if Lukaku didn't start. He's actually looked quite very good the last two games. Um, he's obviously trying to get some move, isn't he? <laughs> so yeah, I'm hoping he'll be on it again and cause some problems. But yeah, I can't see him um, bringing any surprises, to be honest. Kante or Kovacic, hoping, hoping one of them fit at least. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it seems it could go at the sort of the flip of a coin. I know you said you weren't feeling particularly optimistic, um, but sort of how are you, you know, gun to the head, what, what scoreline would you go with? I'm going to have to be boring and say 1-1. One, one. Gun to the head. Penalties again? Head. Yeah, gun to the head. Extra time wouldn't surprise me at all. You know, we've drawn three games this season that we played in, haven't we? 
Um, two short is very, very good in one-off games, and we we've got a weird squad, as in, and then as, as in over the season, we're just not quite good enough. But one-off games, we can beat anyone, literally anyone. Um, so yeah, draw would not surprise me at all. Um, maybe a goal next time too on Chelsea, but that's me being a bit biased. Um, I think I, I think Fabinho will be massive if he plays for you or not, because I think he is really. Maybe not for you Liverpool fans, but I think in football in general he's really underrated. Um when he when you when you don't when you don't have him, you're a lot more open, I think. Um so I think that will be very key if he plays or not. Yeah, I, I think sadly he'll be uh, it, yeah. ruled out. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that's yeah, well, I mean, Tom, thank you very much for popping on to the Empire of the Cup podcast. But uh, before we send you off in your merry way, uh, I mean, you've won the, the Cup this season with, with Horsham and just wondering about what, what your hopes are for the next campaign going forward. Yeah, so, yeah, we won. Uh, it's called the Velocity Trophy, sort of like the Carbell Cup, you know, one of the um, least tainted ones. Um, now we had a good end to the season. We actually got to the first round in the FA Cup, um, played Carlisle away, which is quite a good achievement for a team in our league. Um, which sort of dented our league campaign. We we got so far in the FA Cup, used so much engine. We were actually bottom of the league when we lost that first round FA Cup game, and then we won, I think, one nine in a row or ten in a row. So went up to mid table, and then we just chilled there for the rest of the season. But we did finish the season really well. We won that cup, and we I think we won six in the last seven games. So we finished right on the top of the form guide. Um, so we're definitely aiming for the playoffs next year at a minimum. Um, and yeah, promotion promotion is the main goal. Obviously, that would be brilliant. But yeah, playoffs at the minimum. Yeah, we'll might be, uh, yeah, might be Liverpool Horsham in the final next year. Then never know. Good luck. We'll be wishing you all the very best of luck and hope for that Liverpool uh, fixture. Thanks very much for coming on, Tom. Awesome. Thanks, guys. And we've got more extra content for you here on the Empire of the Cop podcast with a brief chat with Stan Collymore on the title race, Fabinho's injury and more. Hiya, Stan. Uh, welcome back to the Empire of the Cop. How are you doing? Very well. I'm at my mum's house today, so if the surroundings look unusual and there's strange pictures of me as a child around uh, in football kits. There's one of, uh, just to my left, I'm not going to show you, but me in a Liverpool kit there. So, uh, very apt. Uh, up in God's con- uh, promised uh, land of Cannock, Staffordshire. And it's great to be chatting to everyone. Lovely stuff, lovely stuff. Well, I'm, I'm going to kick things right off uh, with the big news of the week, which is, of course, Erling Haaland's transfer to Manchester City. Uh, they've triggered his 51.2 million release clause. And it raises a lot of questions about the future of the Premier League. And for Liverpool specifically, do they need to respond um, with a major transfer of their own or do they even need to respond at all? No, I mean, I think this goes back to, I mean, I think that, that all clubs that are in a position to win trophies and titles, and I do make Manchester City favourites now, um, to their credit, the last four or five games since the 2-2 draw against Liverpool, they've scored, what, three, four, four, five, five. So they've, they've rattled in the goals and they've been very good. Um, Liverpool have an FA Cup final, a Champions League final to prepare for. So, in that context, it's a very, it's been a fantastic Premier League, a very competitive league, and the two best teams I think in world football at the moment uh, are the two top teams in the Premier League. When you buy a, a, a player of the calibre of, of Haaland, the temptation is for not just Liverpool but for Chelsea, Man United, Arsenal, Spurs. 
to feel from their supporter base that they need to react. Um, but as Jurgen Klopp has, has intimated, really, like we do things at Liverpool for us. We don't do it to react to what Manchester City are doing or Manchester United are doing. And that's the way it should be. I think that the recruitment department is very good. The strike rate of the recruitment department has been very good over a number of years now. If you're looking at a key area, I mean, I'm sure we'll get to talk about Fabinho and potentially missing some big games as we ebb towards the end of the season and Hendo stepping in. Is that I think that that's one area, a, you say defensive midfielder, but that would be doing a disservice to, to both Fabinho and Hendo, to be fair. I'll call them orthodox midfielders, players that can get forward, they can get back, they can move to the side, they can destroy and they can make things happen in their own right. And in that regard, I think that as a direct response, if Liverpool are looking to park their tanks on the lawn of Manchester City and say, OK, you've got a bottomless pit of cash. Um, we're quite cash rich as well. We've got owners that will fund the club. We've got um, the cachet as Liverpool Football Club, one of the great clubs in Europe, to be able to attract players. I would be certainly thinking of the likes of Jude Bellingham. Uh, I would certainly be thinking of the likes of Calvin Phillips, which, of course, has gone off the radar a little bit because he's had uh, injury problems and Leeds United season has ebbed away, which might see them in the Championship. And other clubs like Aston Villa, I believe, are interested in Calvin Phillips. But a younger, more dynamic, defensive midfielder, orthodox midfielder, whatever you call it, I think would be a fantastic response by Liverpool Football Club to uh, Erling uh, Haaland's transfer. Speaking of defensive midfielders, of course, I mean, you mentioned uh, the injury to Fabinho. Further scan has revealed he's far from likely to feature in the, the FA Cup final against Chelsea, but there's high hopes for the Champions League final. But of course, the problem is the, the upcoming game against Chelsea. Uh, with that in mind, does Klopp need to compromise on his style of play and tactics or can Henderson be trusted to fill in? Yeah, I think that, that, that Hendo absolutely can be trusted to fill in. He's the captain. He's emboldened by several years of winning big trophies. Um, you only have to see his, in his eyes and in his spirit and in his soul that he still believes he's got plenty to offer Liverpool Football Club, and he has. And I think that whoever steps in, I mean, I think that, again, pointing out that, that as a response to the Haaland transfer, a younger, more dynamic, and this isn't any disrespect to Harvey Elliott, attacking midfielder, or disrespect to Curtis Jones, more orthodox midfielder, I think that Liverpool just need to strengthen that area. But if you're looking over two or three games at the end of the season, you're looking for experience, you're looking for mobility, you're looking for calm, reassuredness on the ball. Um, I, I, I think that, that if you asked any football fan and say, would you put Jordan Henderson in your team in that scenario? The answer overwhelmingly would be yes. I still think he feels he's got plenty of unfinished business left to, to, to do and achieve at uh, Liverpool Football Club. And I think that you'll you'll see that uh, as and when he comes into the team, undoubtedly in the FA Cup final at the weekend. Lovely stuff. Uh, it's a question perhaps many Liverpool fans wouldn't want to consider. Um, hypothetically, should Fabinho not be available for the Champions League final against Madrid, can Liverpool still win the Champions League? Would you be confident about Liverpool's chances of winning the Champions League without Yeah, Fabinho? I wouldn't. And then I think that you're opening it up. I think, again, Curtis Jones, Jordan Henderson. I mean... 
Liverpool are, are greater than their sum of their parts, and and that isn't just a sort of cliche that I'm throwing in. This is what Jurgen Klopp and Pep and and the the backroom staff have um, hewn over the last five or six years. This is a classic Liverpool. I mean, I know that we live in a day and age. Every every club has to have a superstar. Every record has to be broken on a regular basis, and it's all about celebrating the individual. Mo Salah, Saido Mane's in great form now, having not been in a spell earlier on in the season. Luis Diaz, two for two, three, four weeks, was the man. Um, Thiago has been the man. But it, Liverpool, it's it's very much about... And, and Saido Mane said this after the Villa game, that, you know, again, cliche, you can't do this without your teammates. And the great Liverpool teams have always been about the collective, despite having great players, individual players. Um, so in that regard, I, I genuinely... I mean, I, I think that for the cup final, you want to get another trophy over the line um, because I think the Premier League... My, you know, City need four points. Do I think they'll get the four points? Yes, I do. I think most people do. I hope they don't, but I think that they will. So Liverpool getting another trophy over the line before they they then prepare for the remaining Premier League games and the Champions League games. I think that Hendo will be the perfect fit. But I'd have no problems. You know, Champions League finals are there to make heroes. You know, you think of the, the, the Liverpool legends that have been made in Champions League finals. You think of, or in big games, big cup finals, big league games. Uh, is that a Curtis Jones why wouldn't you throw him in a Champions League final and just pat him on the back and say, kid, this is made for you? And would you be surprised, you know, if Liverpool won uh, their seventh Champions League final and Curtis Jones was man of the match in the new global Liverpool superstar? Not at all. So, look, disappointing that it would be to miss Fabinho in the the the, the Chelsea and Real Madrid games. Um, if it was Salah... If it was Ali at the moment, if it was Virgil van Dijk, um, if it was Saido Mane, I think they're four or five players that you'd say, if we lost them, then we're losing something nine out of ten significant. If we were to lose Fabinho, perhaps less so because of the players that can come in. And that's no disrespect to to uh, Kelleher, other goal, uh, Adrian, it's, you know, Canate. Um, Diaz or, or Jota or um, Bobby Firmino but I think that those four players that I just mentioned um, I mean again the statistics around Virgil van Dijk are quite something um, Ali even when he makes the odd mistake uh, a couple of times against Villa a couple of times in recent games there's been all oh, crikey he's having a moment and then he's reassured and calm and stands up and makes great saves is that, yes, you put Fabinho in with that group of players, but I think that those four or five, as we get towards the end of the season, because of what they do, stopping goals and scoring goals, are just that little bit more important. So I think that Jordan, Curtis, whoever steps up to the plate can more more than do the job for Liverpool to be able to get potentially two or three more trophies across the line.